uh, is amazing because it's, it goes perfectly with the, with the message tonight. Uh, we finally get in the rain that uh, we were supposed to get all day today. That's why I canceled uh, Soul One in this afternoon because it showed 90% chance of rain from like, I don't know, one o'clock on through to seven o'clock. It was, my, my weather thing showed 90%, 80% chance of rain all the way through and I was standing in the rain when I was checking it. So uh, I thought, okay, this this day's shot. And so, uh, and I want to let Mr. Johnny May know in, in advance. And, and then when I did it, I, uh, then about an hour and a half after I did, I think the sun was shining, so it's just amazing. I'm going to turn this on, and we're going to get started tonight. I am thrilled to have the girls here with us. They'll be here with us a couple days. Pray for us. We're going to be traveling out Friday morning. Got to drive to Nashville. It was about four or $500 cheaper to fly out of Nashville in a nonstop flight than to, than to go out of Memphis. And so uh, we're going to drive up to Nashville, leave our car, and, and then we'll we'll uh, fly back in Monday and drive back down from Nashville. But uh, we'll be back soon, and uh, Dennis and Heather will be in, I think, about 3, 3.30 on, on Saturday. And so uh, I told them y'all would be real good to them, so be good to them when they get here. And, and uh, they, they're going to, they're planning to sing for you, plan to preach, to do everything. So uh, they're they're ready to go, I hope. I want you to go to um, a book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 33, Exodus chapter 33. It's always great to have our, my daughters here and, uh, and or less, well, at least most of my daughters. Uh, it's okay to have Candace and Tara, but they're, uh, it's always enjoyable to have them here. And, and pray for me, I, the body is about totally shot. It's just... Uh, I thought, man, oh man, I got up this morning and I just barely could even go. And I kept, went over to the house a little bit, showed them the house. And I was there walking around, my head splitting, I'm nauseated, I'm everything else going on. And I know it's nothing, but I'm just, just the body's wore out. And so I, I went back and I think about one o'clock, I laid down and woke up uh, at, at four. And so um, I, here in about five minutes, I'm going to take another nap. So, Brother Felton called me this morning. He reminded me that I was supposed to preach chapel today, and he's and and I never turned down anything. I'm just like, okay, I, I, boy, if you can get somebody else, that'd be really good. And so he did. He worked it out for me, and I'm thrilled about that because I, I really at chapel time I was asleep. Amen. So, uh, but Exodus chapter 33, verse 12. Uh, we're talking about prayer. Been talking about prayer, and, and I don't. I'm not sure how long we do this on on Wednesday night. But um, this issue, and I just call this, this entitled The Prayer of Moses. This is one of the prayers, of course, of Moses. A very short, very simple little prayer. But it's, and it says, And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name. And thou hast also found grace in my sight. So he's telling God, you know my name. You told me you did. And you told me that I found grace in your sight. He says, now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight. I mean, God said that, that, that he did. But he said, okay, if I have. And look what he says. He says, show me now thy way that I may know thee that I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. 
And I have a little prayer and I'll get started. Father, I pray that you bless tonight. Lord, I do need you as I always do, but Lord, especially tonight, the mind is uh, cloudy, the body's weary. Lord, I ask you please to give me strength of body, clarity of mind, and that you would guide my mind. And, and Lord, help me to, to be directed by you in the Spirit of God. I yield myself to thee, please, in Jesus' name, amen. I was sitting there just, just praying. I, I shouldn't have these thoughts, but I, I remember a buddy of mine was praying before I preached in a college chapel a long, long time ago. And so often when I would pray then and now, I'll pray for strength of body and, a, and clarity of mind, a clear mind. And uh, it, Mike Borsch was praying for me, and he got up and, and he said, and I pray that Brother Hooker, and he got his words all messed up, and he said, I pray Brother Hooker has a queer mind. <laughs> and I got... I said, dear God, don't answer that one, please. I don't want that prayer answered. But, uh, uh, and the students enjoyed that quite a bit for a while. But all of us have a, a purpose. We saw in this, it, it said, and Moses said unto the Lord, see if thou sayest unto me, bring up, bring up this people. So first of all, God has a purpose for Moses. He has something he wants Moses to do. And all of us have a purpose and a command in our lives, just like Moses did. Now, it's, it's actually, it's, of course, not exactly the same as Moses, but yet it's very similar. It's uh, very much the same. Moses had this divine purpose, this, this job that God had for him, and he said uh, that he was to bring up the people. Each of us here tonight have a people, an influence that is ours, and it's given by God. You know, I, I would love, you know, Wednesday night to me is a very, very important service. And, and, uh, and I'll be honest with you, one of the reasons that I'm going on Sunday night to, to start teaching a series on the home and the family is I'm hoping we've got quite a few new people that are coming to church on Sunday morning. And I'm hoping like they, they will learn like I did, that it's very important to come Sunday night. It's very important to come back Wednesday night. And, uh, and I beg the Lord to, to guide my mind and help me to give something that makes it worthwhile for people to come on a Wednesday night. And, but this is, to me, is a very, very important truth because we have people that we have influence over and, 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 it's, and that influence is given to us by God. We've got families here tonight and, and parents here and, and the influence we have over our children is given to us by God and it's a very important influence. Every parent has an influence in their child or their children, and we are to bring them up. It's, a, it's kind of a, a play on words, but Moses said to bring up the people. And, and, and Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 says, And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So just like Moses was to bring up the children of Israel, we are to bring up our children in the, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 7 through 9 says, Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shall talk of them when thou sittest in thy house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand. Thou shalt be as frontless between thine eyes and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and, and on thy gates. And what are they talking about? It's talking about the law of the Lord that we're to teach our children. So we're supposed to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Bring them up in the law of the Lord. Teachers that are here, of course, we have our school and, 
and the teachers, that, that that's what they're doing. They're bringing up the children in, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That's what a Christian school is all about. But next, I want you to see that, that poor Moses said, Thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. You know, sometimes you read the New Testament, you ought to realize how good we have it. You know, Job said that there was just somebody to go between. But we have somebody to go between. Moses said, thou hast not let me know whom thou will send with me. But you know what? We do. Jesus, first of all, said he would never leave us nor forsake us. But besides that, John 14, 16 says, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give the, you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. We're not, amen, are y'all, anybody here? Are y'all sleepy as I am? Your wife, did she ever recover? No? <laughs> God bless them, Amen. But he's, we are not left alone. We're not like Moses. Moses is saying, you, you, wait, you're supposed to send somebody with me. I don't even know who it is. But we have that. We have the comforter all the time. Number three, he knows your name. Moses said, you, you said you know me, but he knows, God knows exactly who we are. He knows exactly who we are, where we are, and what we need. Job said, he knoweth the way that I take. And he still does. He knows the way that I take. And I, and I love this song I just uh, printed out today, but th this song, He Knows My Name. How many of you ever heard that song? He Knows My Name. I love it. He counts the stars, one and all. He knows how much sand is on the shore. He sees every sparrow that falls. He made the mountain and the seas. He's in control of everything, of all creatures, great and small. He knows my name. And that's every step that I take, every move that I make, every tear that I cry, he knows my name. When I'm overwhelmed by the pain and can't see the light of day, I know I'll, just, I'll be just fine because he knows my name. I don't know what tomorrow will bring. I can't tell you what's in store. I don't know a lot of things. I don't have all the answers to the question of life, but I know in whom I believe. Why? Because he knows my name. And so it's such a wonderful thing. God knows exactly where we are right now. God knows exactly everything that we'd go through at this, this, this past week and, and what we'd go through uh, the week to come after this. And number four, Jesus knew Moses and had told Moses that he had found grace in God's sight. Now, I say God knew Moses, Jesus knew Moses, and had told Moses that he had found grace in God's sight. And if you, if when we read that again, it says this. It says, And Moses said unto the Lord, Seest thou, sayest unto me, Bring up this people. Thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet hast thou said, I know thee by name. And thou hast, listen this, And thou hast also found grace in my sight. He said that Moses found grace in God's sight. But then in verse 13, Moses says, if I found grace in thy sight. And this is where the struggle in the prayer life begins. And this is, the rest of that's just a little bit foundational. We're talking about prayer. But right here is where the struggle in prayer begins. It says, Moses says, God, you told me I found grace in your sight. 
Then he comes and says, if I found grace in your sight. We may have similar responsibilities of Moses, but Moses was, this is what happens to us. This is the way we reason. We may have similar responsibilities of Moses, but Moses was special and had found grace in the sight of the Lord. But here's what we think. We're not Moses. So would God show us the way to go like he did Moses? He prays, show me now thy ways that I may find grace in thy sight. Moses is fighting back and forth between, God, I know you said that I found grace in your sight, but Lord, I, I, I want to believe it, but if I found grace in your sight, now show me your way. And why do you want, does he want to be shown the way? Because he can now find grace in his sight. And I know this is a little bit confusing right now, but, but hopefully it'll make sense in just a minute. He prays, show me now thy ways, that I may find grace in thy sight. It is clear that Moses understood, listen to this now, Moses understood that obedience and submission to God's word, his principles, his statutes, his laws, his commands were essential to finding grace that would lead Moses so that he could lead others. I want you to see what it says one more time. And now Moses is struggling, but, but here's what he does understand. When we get through this verse, he says, Now therefore I pray thee, if I found grace in thy sight. And here's the prayer that he has. Here's what Moses wants. It's not, give me a good house, give me a good job, give me good health, pay my bills. No, that's not what he prays. Here's what he prays. Now therefore I pray thee, if I found grace in thy sight, Show me now thy way. He says that I may know thee. Moses says the most important thing that I can have, God, this is what I'm praying for. God, show me your ways so I can know you. And watch this. When that happens, he, he understands that I may find grace. I believe what Moses is saying is that I may continue to find grace in your sight. I don't want this to be a one-time thing. I'm at, I'm at grace right now, but Lord, I don't want to, I, I, look, I don't want to take, uh, and this is what happens, folks, to a lot of us. We get complacent in our Christianity. God kind of blesses. We can't get to a spot, and we're kind of comfortable, and everything's kind of going pretty good, and we just forget that in order to continue to find grace in his sight, we got to continue to seek his way. And so we take a look at this and, and just like Moses found grace in the sight of the Lord, we have similar responsibilities of Moses. But we're not Moses, but we can do what Moses did. We see this in greater detail in the life of Noah when, uh, that we spoke about in the last uh, week Sunday school class. And, and most of you are not in my class here in the auditorium class, but God's words, God's principles, God's statutes, laws, and commands were essential to finding this grace that would lead Moses to lead these others. And we see how you find grace. And here's the whole thing. We think, well, okay, it's just, and I know I'm being unclear tonight, but we think, okay, it's just Moses, and Moses, it was special to God, and Moses found grace in God, uh, in God's sight, and so God was going to do something very special with Moses but the truth is, he says the same thing about Noah. God uh, says that Noah found grace 
in the sight of the Lord. What we have to do is find out why did these two men find grace in the sight of the Lord? And what you find is, a, is the similarity, or, or they both go about it the same way. They both seek it the same way. And, and, and please forgive me. I'm so cloudy and I'm so tired tonight. And I know I'm just jumbled up, but I'm trying to get... It, these two men, when you compare them, they f- both find grace in the sight of the Lord, but they both find grace in the sight of the Lord because they did the same thing. You see, in Genesis chapter 6, if you go to Genesis chapter 6, verse 8, All I can tell you is that when you uh, run a car out of gas and then you only fill it back up to the reserve, it runs out of gas really quickly the next time. And I think that's where I am. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 8, it says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, just like, Noah, uh, just like Moses did. And look at what it says in verse 9, though. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Now, a little bit of rehash for the few people that are in my class, but just means righteous man, a righteous man in conduct and character. So we have this Noah who was a righteous man in conduct and character. We have, he was a perfect man. That's a man of integrity. And, and honestly, That'll take you a long way in your walk with God if you're a man of integrity. But then it says Noah walked with God. And the best way to explain what it means to walk with God, I believe, is to allow the Bible to explain it. And that's in Amos chapter 3, verse 3. It says, can two walk together except they be, to be agreed? Can I tell you what it really means when God says somebody walked with him as Enoch walked with God, when Noah, uh, Moses uh, I mean, when Noah walked with God, what that is is they agreed with God. What they, they came to a point, they said, okay, I'm going to, uh, in conduct and character, I'm going to live righteously. Now, how am I going to do that? I'm going to do that by agreeing with God. I'm going to be a man of integrity. How am I going to be a man of integrity? I'm going to be a man of integrity because I'm going to agree with God. How am I going to walk with God and spend time with God? I'm going to spend time with God and walk with God because I'm going to agree with God. And so we have a just man and righteous in conduct and character. Outward conduct it is one thing. When it's your righteousness, your character, it is inward and real. And by that I mean we can look good on the outside, but when it's really true righteousness, it's inside. And when, when we have a man of integrity, a man of his word, we have a man who agrees with God, which will affect his character and his integrity. Prayers need to be uttered, and as we pray these prayers, they must be in submission to the will of God. Moses' prayer was that, he, that if he found grace in God's sight, God would teach him his ways. God would teach him God's ways so that he could find more grace in the sight of God. So here we have Moses who says, in order to find grace in your sight, I've got to not just... He said, teach me that ways. In the, in the school, we're not just giving you information the teacher is wanting you to learn it so that you can do it. 
And, God, and Moses says, I want to know you. I want you to teach me your ways so that I can know your ways, so that I can know you, so I can live the way you would want me to. And watch this. And if we do that, God says, we may find grace in his sight. Now, I know this is against everything that's being permeated out there across this nation uh, about grace, but God says if you want to find the men who found grace in the sight of the Lord, they were men who walked with the Lord. They were men who sought the Lord. They were men who sought to live according to the word of God. They're not just people that sat over here and said, hey, I don't care what God wants. I'm going to do whatever I want to. I'm going to live however I want to because God's God loved me. And God's, they say to me, I've heard them say so many times, look, I just want you to accept me because God accepts me the way I am. And I'll tell them, no, God loves you, but he does not accept your sin. His love will never change, but listen, I love my children, but when they disobey, I don't accept that. And watch, they don't find grace in my sight. Your children disobeyed, Brother Gerald. They disobeyed, they probably find judgment, not grace. Now, God said of Moses, Moses said, I've found grace in your sight, but if I have, boy, I want you to teach me your ways so I can continue to find grace in your sight. Because God only expects you to do what you know to do. And so apparently Moses had been seeking the Lord the best way he knew how. And he found grace in the sight of the Lord. And he's got to lead all his people. He said, but Lord, I want to continue to find grace in your sight, so will you teach me more of your ways? And the more that I learn your ways, the more that I do your ways, the more that I live your ways. Listen, that's not saying we're not going to sin, okay? It's not saying that we're going to be some kind of spiritually perfect people and now God likes us better. No, it's not not it at all. It just means that God says if you want to find grace, watch this, at the time of judgment, you better be seeking the Lord's way. Because those that don't, judgment will fall. And Moses said, I want to be more like you and I want to seek your way. And so he started, he said, Lord, teach me thy way so that I can know your way, so that I can continue to find grace in your sight. The just pretty much exact parallel of, of Noah, who, who's Noah found grace in the sight of the Lord. Why did he find grace in the sight of the Lord? Because he was a, he was a, he was a righteous man. He was a perfect man. He was a, a, a man of integrity, a man of honesty, a man of decency, and a man who walked with the Lord, agreed with God. And God said, you found grace in my sight. Moses was not a perfect man by any means. Uh, Noah was not a perfect man by any means, but their desire was to seek the Lord. That means that we've got to seek the Lord in prayer. We've got to seek the Lord in his word. Moses said, I want you to show me your ways. That means, look, if we want to find grace in his sight, then we need to be learning his ways. And send the word of God. Noah was a man that that was was a man of integrity and a man that agreed with God. Well, you can't agree with God until you know what God says. 
And so the prayer that Moses prayed very simply was a prayer that he might find grace in the sight of the Lord. That the God would teach and show me now thy way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight. So what is our prayer tonight? And I'm about done. The prayer tonight, which needs to be uttered, and as we pray these prayers, we need to be in submission and and in the will of God. Moses' prayer was that if we had found grace in God's sight, God would teach him God's ways so that he could find more grace in the sight of God. Prayer tonight, I believe, and what I'm trying to get across is for grace to know that we might obey, that we might find more grace to know more, that we might obey more, that we might find more grace. And the more we pray for the grace to know and that God would teach us, the more we obey, the more we can pray for the grace to know more, that we might obey more, that we might find more grace. And I, I need your grace tonight because I know that's been jumbled up and confusing. It made a lot of sense when I wrote it down. But as I started to go through it, I said, I'm not sure this is making any sense, but I'm telling you, it is just what's destroying our Christianity today, honestly, in America. What's destroying America? Heard a man say today, um, I was just listening to an audio clip, Ted Cruz's father, I forget what his name is, but he was talking, he was speaking in a church, and he gave out so many millions, like 28 million evangelical Christians that didn't vote in the last presidential election. And what he was saying was, it's our fault. We haven't gone to... But can I tell you, the real problem that I've seen is that Christians have not only not voted, but then they have voted for people that don't go the way of the Lord. And the reason they're willing to vote for those people is because as evangelical Christians, we don't know the way of the Lord. And their lifestyle is much like our lifestyle, so what's the big deal? We're doing the same things they're doing, so what's the problem? So we're willing to elect them. But somewhere along the way, once you know the word, know God's law, go God's word, God's ways, something ought to change inside of us where we say, that's not where I want to go. Well, I'm going to ask, uh, we're going to do things, we're starting to do things a little bit differently, but I'm going to ask Brother Bob to come back up. And he's going to just remind us of some of our special or maybe newer prayer requests. And then we're going to take seven or eight minutes to pray. We'll be done by, by 8 o'clock and we'll pray together. And if you want to stay in your seat or if you want to come to the altar or, where, or, or you want to turn there in your pew, however you would like to do it. Brother Bob.